0: You're listening to E Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Triple Whale. I'm your host, Val Geisler. Lainey, thank you so much for joining us on the E Commerce Marketing School podcast. I'm so glad you're here. You know, I had a chance to talk to you a few months ago and we connected on the experience of, uh, you know, one email of being an email marketer and uh, all the things that go with that. But, you know, at at Stasher Bags, you're doing some really cool things in terms of uh, retention work and particularly increasing two things, AOV, average order value, and LTV, our lifetime value for a customer. I learned a lot from you in that conversation and so I wanted to have you come back as a guest professor at e-commerce marketing school so our listeners can learn from you too.
1: Happy to be here. So fun.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, So I want to just kind of dive in. We have a short show, so uh, we just kind of get into the good stuff right away. Um, Something that's really cool about stasher bags and and maybe a unique um, problem to solve for Uh, let's not call it a problem, let's call it an opportunity, um, that I think a lot of brands face. So unlike CPG, where you are using that, eyeshadow or eating that soup, um, you with Stasher, there's a probably a limit to the amount of bags a person might need or want in their house. So talk to me about like how people get started and those initial customers and how you bring people back for that second purchase moment. Because um, I think that that's we we all know that second purchase is really important. Um and you can tell me if there's like a different number that's magical for a Stasher. Like, is it their third or fourth purchase that makes them a lifetime customer? What is it? So uh, I'd love to learn more about like the experience of what people come in for and how you kind of move them through to second purchase from various places.
1: So you said it perfectly. We have a unique opportunity at Stasher where we are not a replenishable product. It, we are meant to be reusable. So that is has some built-in challenges slash opportunities, as you say, it, uh, compared to other companies. So retention is just a bit of a different game for us where we know that there's a plateau with how many bags that you can really end up buying. We can't just keep you buying and buying buying because you, the, you, they're beautiful bags that are very premium and so they just last a long time. So Your question about how, like, what type of product we get people in on the first purchase is um, a win for stashers. So, as of right now, we have curated bundles on the site that, for those that are just getting started with the reusables, where they start, it's called the starter kit. And so, we've created a bag assortment that has a few different sizes and a few different colorways, usually, so that people who like a little bit of color variety in their life, and it gives you multiple bags. So, on first purchase, that is our bestseller. So the starter kit, and it has a a fair amount of bags in it. So I have a bit of a a win there. The AOV on first purchase is really, it's pretty high for us, which is great success. But then also we're getting you to purchase multiple bags on the first purchase. So that repeat purchase is a little bit harder for us. We're getting you started with like seven bags and we know that the plateau um, is roughly around there. So We treat those that buy the starter kit in our email series and our SMS and our outreach a little bit differently than those that may buy a few single SKUs on their first purchase. There's a few products that are still within our in our portfolio that aren't included in the starter kit. So we look to really strategically hit you with those form and functions and explain to you why you need those and need to add those to your collection. And then obviously the inverse, if you buy a few single SKUs, um, we're definitely going to hit you with a bundle that we've created that complement your single SKU and add to your stash or assortment. And so it's been, uh, the LTV is a little bit mixed based on their first purchase. So we have to evaluate the data to see that the first purchase, the product that they come in. um, And typically they both come to the similar LTV, but just different for their first purchase and their secondary
0: purchase. Did Stasher always have bundles or is that something that's fairly new?
1: No, that actually started um right before a, f- a few years be- or a year or two before I started, but um early in Stasher's game, but I think it was a big learning. Um Stasher started on D2C with only a few SKUs, so they couldn't even build bundles, but as they were continuing to uh, add to their assortment, they we curated the the perfect starter kit. So not right away, but definitely um during my time at Stasher, they had bundles.
0: Yeah. And so it sounds like you have kind of two different main customer paths. This like bundle customer who's like, I'm I'm making a big switch. I want to get all these different sizes. And then they get a different pathway to the things that aren't included in, in bundles, um, the other products. So if they buy a bag bundle, you're cross-selling them with bowls or different products in your lineup. But then you have the one-off purchase or maybe they're going to buy like a couple, curate their own bundle, so to speak, of it like a smaller, maybe they buy three to start. um, Just enough to meet that shipping threshold uh, uh, on one-offs. And then uh, they have a different pathway where you're talking to them about building their collection, so to speak.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think it all comes down to the same form and function that we're detailing to people of why they should continue to find new ways to use Stasher. All the bags and bowls do around the same thing, but sometimes they're a little bit perfect for a certain use case. So it's just about finding the right use case that makes sense as you build your bundle. Perhaps we show you a really great use case for an eight cup bowl, which is our largest, one of our largest products. And so you like to make soups and that's the perfect way to store it. So we always try and hit people with different use cases that kind of spark a light bulb moment for them. Say, oh yeah, I definitely want to use Stasher in that way. I got to add this one to my collection.
0: So you're doing education in that kind of post-purchase flow where you're teaching them not only how to use it, but then also teaching them about other products that uh, so you're teaching them how to use the product they have, and then showing them kind of the expansion of the product line and, and teaching them how to use those things that they don't yet have. Is that fair to say?
1: That's right. Yeah. And you know what, Val, that was like, that's specifically because we were listening to our customers. And I would say a lot of people that I speak to one on one that say, oh, I love stashers. I love using it for XYZ. They like love the specific use case that they were able to unlock by using Stasher. And so it was a, a delight for the customers to be able to tell Stasher how they use them. So I think it just made sense for us to, as a brand to continue. It's a delight for people to, if they fall in love with the brand, just because it's a great product. And so to just tell them other ways that they can use the bags and bowls that they haven't really thought of maybe in initial purchase is the perfect way to communicate with them. Our customers are really loyal, and so they love showing off and learning about that. We always try and find unique use cases that maybe don't apply to everyone, but for just everyone to think, oh yeah, I could use it like that, is is how they like to speak to us, so it's how we want to speak to them.
0: And it's inspirational too, I think, of like giving them unique ways that they might not have thought to use the thing that, that they bought in the first place. They bought it for one use case, but you're showing them all the ways that they could use it. So actually, you might want to pick up a couple more because you're going to use it all these different ways throughout the week, um, and you'll want to have a few on hand.
1: Yeah, I think that's our best chance for retention is that we, and for repeat purchase, is to show you different use cases so that you understand that you probably need to widen your collection to be able to do everything. Maybe you bought it for food storage, but then we show you some organization tips. And so you want to continue to buy to do that. And also, I have to say, it also feeds our mission. Um, The more that we can show you where you can replace single-use plastic is helping our ultimate cause of of replacing those single-use plastics.
0: Yeah, so you're not necessarily trying to get them to like buy as much as their budget allows, but buying what they need to fill their their daily use case, and then also it helps with the mission of the company. The one thing I wanted to ask about is like on the the kind of cross-sell upsell. How do you think about increasing AOV on a case-by-case basis? I know you have some cross-sell mechanisms on the website, but are there other things that you do that or that you have done in the past that have worked really well to increase AOV for a non-consumable product?
1: Yeah, I think you've nailed it that the cross-sell and the upsell opportunities on the site, um, we have just started with one in on our PDP, but then also we grew it to showcase in the cart, in the slide-out cart. And that's been a really great opportunity to cross-sell. We also have, we are mainly bags and bowls on the site, but we do sell a auxiliary product like a drying rack, which is great to use with sasher bags and, and reusables is that you some people like to hand wash them and like to dry them out. And so it's just the, been the perfect opportunity. That's a, a great compliment to the bags that you're buying and our core products is that we were able to present that in a great AOV booster just right in the on PDP or on the in the cart.
0: Have you found that there are diminishing returns on AOV efforts? So is it in your experience with Stasher or really in in general is it better to focus on AOV on those early orders than increasing it like kind of what's the the chart of when to focus on AOV is it later on as they've after they've placed two or three orders then you can really bulk up their cart or do you want to try and get as much as possible on that first order and then kind of wean off of that?
1: Yeah. I think the first purchase is probably the primary place for Stasher to pay attention to. Uh, I think it's when in that discovery phase and on the website, you just talked a lot about like education. And so it's our chance to really instruct you about all the things that you're going to need to, or all the bags you're going to need to be able to, to use Stasher in your life. Um, so it's all about increasing that first purchase. And then ultimately that helps grow that jumpstarts your LTV. If you can get them to purchase on that first purchase, that's the the strong place for us to play. For sure,
0: I imagine with the product being what it is, and the the market that you're in, um, and the the types of customers that Stasher would attract, you have some pretty strong advocates out in your community. Um, how do you activate them? I, I talked to Zoe recently from Chomps about uh, loyalty programs and community, and we kind of touched a little bit on that. But and, and I I saw from the Stasher website that there's a referral program kind of very featured on the homepage so I'd love to hear more about how you approach kind of once they've reached well either that initial moment where they're like I love this it's it's I'm changing my life with this and I'm going to go tell friends or even like once they've kind of reached that max capacity of like I'm probably not going to buy anymore for a little while how do they become advocates in the community so they're still connected to the brand
1: Absolutely. I think that's word of mouth is one of our strongest referrals. And um, it is something that once you get stature in your life, you do want to tell other people about it. And we just want to be able to reward that behavior. Um, and so that's why the referrer friend was just a no brainer for us to launch on the site. Uh, people were doing it. And so why not prevent present a reward system to get them into it and incentivize them a bit. I think it's, we're even surprising our rewards program about how successful it's been from the start. So exciting to see, but you're right. That power of referring is the strongest for us. And and if we can create advocates and then they can spread the word of, of Stasher, it makes my job a little bit easier for sure.
0: Yeah. I feel like there are so many brands who like throw a rewards program on because it's what you do and it's what everyone has. And then you know, you end up sending out emails to customers because the system just kind of sends them that says like, you have 100 points and you need 2000 points before you can (laughs) do anything with them. And that kind of like, you know, it doesn't feel great to the customer. It's not great for the brand. And a a lot of referral programs are kind of, um, you know, they're, they're not launched properly, and then they're not cared for properly. So what do you do differently that makes your referral program so very successful? That's like shocking your provider?
1: Yeah, I just don't think we we just presented in what the areas that make it make sense for our customers. And so showing it on the when they greet you and then on the thank you page, and we're not we're not heavy handed with trying to get people into the program if it's not right for them. We also have been resistant in just launching a, a loyalty program that is points per dollar for your purchases, because I don't think that's the right fit for our customers. So we're we're really spending a lot of time evaluating that and making sure that when we do launch a loyalty program outside of our referrer friend, that it's really set up for success for what makes sense to our customers. That the fact that you just talked about it as being advocates and it, At some point, it doesn't mean continuing to just upgrade your stasher at home. It's also referring a friend. So we're being really smart about launching a loyalty program that's not just necessarily a cut and dry of like the programs that are out there, but just one that's right for stasher and for stasher's customers. And refer a friend was a great first start for that. But more to come on a loyalty program that makes sense for our customers.
0: Yeah. And that's probably from talking to your customers and hearing what they actually want and need right now.
1: Yeah, and also just living through, just being in the e- e-commerce field for a while, it's just that a lot of brands come out there, and there's a lot of incentives to, to just launch a loyalty program about an ROI positive because you are you're and it wasn't really giving discounts to your customers. And sometimes um, I like to I've learned now and taking a step and thinking about what that means from a margin perspective, and just is that really incremental dollars, or is it you just eating away at something that people would repeat purchase anyway. Um, And you're just rewarding them and giving them dollars. So just taking a second to really think about it after living through everyone launching a, a cookie cutter loyalty program and just evaluating. And you can see it out there. It's just like many different programs that are launching that are just a little bit customizable to the brand and thinking about loyalty a bit differently.
0: Yeah. The loyalty kind of sits separately from referral. And I think too often they kind of get bunched together as like one program, but they might attract different customers and they obviously have a different impact on revenue for the business, the referral customers, the ones that you've seen come in, do they have a stronger LTV than uh, customers who come in kind of on their own organic?
1: Yeah, of course. You, you definitely um, have uncovered that. That's for sure. I think anybody that can come into the brand as a referrer from uh, somebody they trust is ultimately going to be a little bit more loyal to the brand and, and have a higher LTV when they come in with that friend referral, for sure.
0: Do referred customers, do they get kind of presented with the same... I mean, they're getting a link that comes straight to the, the website, but is it a custom... Homepage that they see as referrers, where they see like different arrangement of product lineups. They see certain things featured that uh, an organic customer might not see.
1: I love that thought. No, actually, they don't. But because I, I think right now we've been so specific about treating our website to really great and, and educate a first-time customer. So um, really, that's how we put a lens on all of our content. You said it before. Education is really key for us. There's a lot of people that are still unfamiliar with the reusables as a category. And Stasher is fortunately a leader in the in the category right now. So we have to teach people about switching to reusables at the same time presenting Stasher as a solution for them. So we really gear all of our content to be in that lens. So no, as of right now, don't treat them a little bit differently, but that's a great idea for personalization in the future.
0: Yeah, it's an in- interesting thing to at least test, right? Like if they have some level of knowledge from their friend, um, some level of interest, even just to acknowledge like, hey, you came here through a friend. So, you know, you're our new friend and we're going to show you the best of the best. Maybe they see different bundles or something like that. That's a great
1: idea. I think that's, that only just strengthens that in, like, person refer and trusting from a friend that you And just carrying that through the process. I think that's great. I just was, you were talking about the loyalty program, and I think that you talked about the difference between a referral and a loyalty program, and I just, I want to. Harp on that. I think that you're right. That referral can definitely be part of a loyalty program, but loyalty to me means building a relationship with the brand, and so really thinking outside of those necessarily just incentives. But how do you feel more connected to the brand? Building a community, and for us as in a sustainable space, it's really all about people want to know more about sustainability, and so sometimes that's even just offering other options that they can do in their life to switch to, like eliminate plastic or reduce their carbon footprint, or their water usage. So that's, that's really where Stasher thinks about loyalty is just building that community. And how do you take it even step further? And sometimes that's not just Stasher is one step. It's a, a big problem to solve. Um, Stasher, it's not going to solve it just one. I mean, it's a small bag, but it does make a big impact. Um, but then just other parts of your life that you can be doing to switch to a more sustainable lifestyle. So we found that the more we educate about that, that's a key to loyalty. And we just, they want to keep learning about that so we can keep communicating with them. And then just the whole cycle of, then they can refer us to their friends as they they fall in love with the
0: brand. You become that trusted resource that they say, oh, I learned about this from Stasher, whether you were selling them something in that process or not. And I think that that's key in everything we do, particularly if you are a mission-driven business, to be able to educate when and not sell to be able to show like, hey, here's how our product fits into this ecosystem. And some other things that you can do that are in support of this ecosystem. And, uh, you know, that speak to your interest, because you're interested in our product. So I think that that's a really, really special educational piece that a lot of brands shy away from. I think we're always like, so let's send an email and make some money from it. And I bet those educational emails make you money anyways.
1: Yeah, well, you know what they really do? We look at those engagement rates and just if we can keep you engaged, we know that that ultimately leads to a dollar return. So really paying attention to that. And I think that there's in the retention game, sometimes these things are not just equated quickly to a dollar. And so I remember speaking with colleagues about like the surprise and delight factors. And sometimes you can't always just equate it right to a dollar, but you have to just hang in there and you know that it builds that loyalty. Sasha has a, also like a unique opportunity is that in our packaging, we really are, we have carry through with our mission. So we, we're not doing excess packaging or we don't have any plastic in our D2C packaging. And so those like unboxing surprise and delight is something that we're unable to do for the sake of the mission. And so how do we get those surprise and delight moments and having a, a lovely customer experience with the brand in email and some of these other opportunities, knowing that we're just trying to be like mission led with our packaging as well.
0: Plus, it's hard to iterate on packaging, it takes so long to produce and you have, uh, you know, copy that you got to you got to get through the product and use what you spent money on. And so email, you can change tomorrow or this afternoon if you want to. So that's, I mean, that's why I love email. And I think that's why I should too. Lainey, thank you so much. I feel like we could talk for a lot longer about all these things. Um, If people want to chat with you about what they learned, if they want to ask questions, if they want to learn more about the work that you do, well, one, they should definitely... Join the Stasher email list, yes. buy some Stasher products, <laughs> see that post-purchase experience. Um, I think that's the best way to learn, honestly. Like when you're wondering how how does a brand do something, go buy from that brand and, and learn that way. Um, but how else can they reach you if they want to hear more?
1: Yeah, love for you to reach out and find me on LinkedIn. Be happy to collaborate and to just communicate. I've, I'm, you know, we're slowly getting back to in-person events and so but i've really been missing those like social interactions so i'm happy to hear from anybody i would love to talk shop just see what you're seeing and hear what you're doing amazing
0: thank you so much appreciate you sharing your time with us today and i'll talk to you soon thank you so much all right class make sure you're subscribed to e-commerce marketing school and huge favor if you hear an episode you love please take two minutes to leave a review With Privy, anyone can be a marketer. Simple, intuitive email and SMS marketing that drives real results without the complexity. And before I go, a special shout out to Triple Whale. E-commerce marketing school is now part of the Triple Whale podcast network. Triple Whale helps you easily manage and automate analytics, attribution, merchandising, forecasting, and more in the palm of your hand. Check them out by scheduling a demo today.